Welcome to Tackless Radio. necessarily know how to spell that. So anyone trying to follow me on Instagram, trying to follow me on Twitter, it is B-E-A-B-A-D. And that's for Instagram. And Twitter is B-E-A-B-A-D underscore if you're trying to find me on Twitter. But I rather you all follow Tackless Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram so that you all can join in the festivity, the tomfoolery, and the conundrums. So I wanted to just give you all something smooth to enter into the week with, which is Blind Man by Xavier Omar. And I have been loving the shit out of that song since I heard it in November of last year. It's crazy because I found Xavier Omar like late October, November of last year. And I've been listening to him so much that when Spotify does kind of like that yearly recap, he was in it. (laughs) Like your top 10 artists of the year, he was in it. And I only started listening to him like a month and a half before the year ended. So amazing song, amazing artist. I absolutely love his vibe, his flow. It's super chill. It's super loungy. It's beautiful sexy ass music so if you are in a sexy ass music space right now Xavier Omar the song is called Blind Man definitely check it out and with that ladies and gentlemen we're just gonna go ahead and swoop on in to shit I saw so this is gonna be a new one because I'm gonna take it over to Tick talk and normally a lot of my shit I saw is either coming from Twitter or coming from Facebook maybe I think I have one from Instagram but I actually have been doing some more deep dives on the TikTok side and I feel like the old lady in me comes out because I really don't know how to use TikTok but the videos and the editing and what everybody else does on TikTok is superb really amazing content there so 
I just want to share something with you all that I saw because actually I really think it's very important that we talk about it. So it's a beautiful black queen. Her handle on TikTok is code switch, which is C-O-D-E-S-W-I-T-C-H underscore. And she is a HR business professional. She actually started her account about a day ago. She's super duper new to TikTok. Crazy how I found her. But I think TikTok allows other videos that you're interested in or other videos that you start to like to pop into the queue. So me being in the space of learning and development, having a lot of connections to HR business partners to HR in itself, It was just one of those things where TikTok was like, here, bitch, you might really enjoy this. And actually, TikTok, I did. So her first video is basically called The More You Know. And she kind of did a stitch where another person asked the question, what is a lesson that you learned the hard way that you want to tell other people so that they don't have to learn that lesson the hard way? And this beautiful woman here stitched it and said, you know what, I'm going to share a story with you all about a lesson that I learned the hard way and I'm going to share it so that other people don't have to learn it the hard way as well. So one of the things that she shared from her viewpoint of being an HR business partner is about write-ups. She basically explained that if you are written up by your company, by your manager for something, you do not agree with the write-up, you think the write-up is bullshit, you think it's bogus, you think they fucking lying on you, it's a whole bunch of jibber-jab and ain't shit in there that you want on your file or on your record, you actually have two options. You can write a rebuttal in the write-up. So if they're like, yeah, Susie was smoking weed in the bathroom at her job, which is Walgreens, we're going to write her up. Susie can be like, Walgreens, you a fucking lie. Ain't nobody smoking in nobody bathroom. What the fuck? They're like, well, you know what, Susie? Such as I said, they saw you and such as I said, they smelled you. And guess what? This is your write-up. You have to sign it. You can do two things. You can write a rebuttal in the write-up. <laughs> you can say, yeah, Walgreens on that fuck shit today, but I, Susie, who don't love them, did not smoke in the bathroom. They said that they saw me on the camera at 538 walking out of the bathroom. Apparently, I just got done smoking in there. But at 538 on my count, I actually was in my car taking a nap on my lunch break. You can actually rebuttal, put your side of the story in the write-up. The write-up and the company will state what they believe to have happened. And then you can come in and say, oh, that's cute, girl. But this is what happened from my perspective. So that at any time, if someone goes back to your record or they want to pull this up or someone wants to look at your record for promotion purposes or you fucking quit that job and somebody from your new job called an old job, like, hey, girl, can you tell us about Susie? Was she cool? Was she not? Can you send us the paperwork? At least that is there that you basically wanted your voice to be heard and that you told your side of the story. So that was something that I didn't know. Shockingly, I've been written up at work before for some bullshit, actually. And I did not know that I could have said, hey, that's what you all think happened. This is what I believe to have happened from my perspective so that both sides of the story are recorded. Another tip that you all can take, I knew this one, but you know, 
be very weary of how you take any of this advice. And it, of course, is going to be very dependent upon the culture and the rules and the handbook rules and all the bullshit that your company set forth. Because, you know, every company has different rules, but you also don't have to sign that bitch. You do not have to sign your write-up because if it ever goes to court or into litigation, they got your John Hancock on it. And now what wasn't a legal document is now a legal document and you do not have to sign it. And of course, managers are going to be on some bullshit like you have to sign it. You you ain't got to do shit. You do not have to sign it. And you do not have to let the write-up just sit in your file with only one side of the story. And I thought that was so dope that she, being an HR business professional who has been in the space for the last six years, she's using her TikTok channels to teach other people about some of the predatory things that corporations do. I will say, from my own experience, being in learning and development, which is kind of like a subset of HR. Corporations don't give a fuck about people, point blank, period. And HR is there, not for you, boo, but for the protection of the organization. And I just wanted to put that out there just so that you all understand where I'm coming from as I give you all these tips. Because some of you all may be like, well, why would a corporation do that? Or like, why would they just lie? They lie all the time, girl. They lie all the time. They don't give no grace. They don't give you no two-week notice, even though they want you to give you a two-week notice. And in certain states, you ain't got to tell them shit. You can just bounce. And that's not against the law. But they try to put this whole... um, like fantasy around you not giving a two weeks because if your potential company that you're trying to apply to was to call your old company and ask for references and why were you let go and what happened they could say oh such and such and Susie was cool you know but she just left us she didn't give us no two-week notice or anything like that that's fine if they can say that but that does not necessarily hinder your opportunity as an applicant for the new role that you're trying to go out for because it is not against the law to not give them niggas a two-week notice. Also, you might want to check with your company on what specifications and information they give to other corporations when you no longer work there because a lot of times we are so worried that our old company is going to say some off the wall shit to our potential future company that we don't want them to know to put y'all on game a lot of times the only thing that they are verifying is the position that you worked and how long you worked there Some HR business partners are very familiar with others in the industry. So they might be like, hey, girl, can you give me a little dirt, a little tea, a little something on Susie? But for the most part, HR business partners are calling your old corporation to say, hey, does Susie work there? Yes. Susie put on her application that she worked there from January 2016 to February 2019. Is that true? Yes. Thank you so much. Click. For the most part, that's all the information that one HR business partner to another HR business partner at your old job will confirm. There are times that they will go a little deeper, especially if you're going for like an executive position or you're trying to be like senior manager or if you're working for a real snooty booty uptight company that like an auditing company or a a lawyer or you're trying to be a doctor, of course they're going to go a little deeper into 
how you were as an employee. But if you quit Walgreens and you're trying to work at CVS, girl, it is not going to be that serious. And they are not going to be like, well, did Susie, like, did Susie smoke in the bathroom? Can you pull her paperwork and send us everything that you have on her and her records and let us know if she's a good employee, bad employee. Like for the most part, they will ask, you know, the old HR person, just a general sense and a general understanding of you as an individual and you as a worker. But a lot of times they're just verifying that you actually worked at that previous location because a lot of HR business partners and a lot of HR people, a lot of HR clients and consultants, they are busy, busy and they are backed up and they are overwhelmed and they are tired because that is one particular department that is severely understaffed at all times. It's like one HR nigga for an entire department of a thousand people. Like why would that ever fucking make sense to anyone, right? I've worked at different type of corporations and organizations and companies and startups and not-for-profits. And typically there's one nigga for the entire organization that takes care of HR needs. Bereavement, PTO, family, sick leave, Niggas needing to get a write-up, people having meetings about who fought outside in the parking lot. That is one nigga is taking care of all of that. And that is blasphemous, (laughs) in my opinion, that there's like one or two HR people for an entire company. Ridiculous. Because there's so much shit going on amongst the employees and the managers and the senior managers and the head honcho niggas in charge that one person can't keep up with all of that so when they call to say hey john can you tell us about Susie?" john don't know Susie. john will go to Susie record and see what's in her record so if he sees that you got a write-up because you smoked in the bathroom but he also sees that you made a rebuttal to that he gonna have to tell your new employer all of it yeah we wrote her up for smoking but she says she didn't and this is the entire story here to give yourself at least a fighting chance and you can also not sign that bitch. You'd be like, yeah, Susie got a write-up, but she didn't sign it. Clearly, you didn't sign it because you don't agree. And then your new employer can say, oh, okay, thank you so much for the information and keep the fuck going. A lot of times, they are not privy to that information, especially if you work at a large corporation, a franchise, or a big conglomerate of some, some sort. They don't know you, girl. You are literally a number. That's why you get an employee ID number. They don't know you. they don't know you they are able to tell the new employer yeah that bitch worked here and she worked here from this month and year to this month and year and she did a pretty pretty decent job from what I can pull in her records and from her account and to the most part it depends on every single company but they don't keep that information for too long after you leave girl (laughs) They got thousands of people coming in out the doors. You think they're going to keep your information six months, a year, two years, three years, five years after you have left them? Check on the company, though. Do not quote me. These are all suggestions and tips. This is All of this information is going to be different depending upon the state you live in and depending upon the industry you work in and depending upon the corporation that you work for. But for the most part, I am giving you some of my own insight and sharing this beautiful woman's insight who is way more privy to the HR game than me. I will say that. But I got a little something, something. I got a couple gems and jewels I could drop on you all because corporations are fucking trash. 
fucking trash. We've all been there. You will work your ass off. You will work on holidays. You will take no time off. You will take no PTO and they will fire you because their cash register was short three cents. So fuck them and take your power back as an employee. I also saw like another like another uh, tweet on Twitter and I was like, okay, Brittany, you have enough shit from Twitter for your shit I saw because I love Twitter. I don't understand why it's free. If it was like $1.99 a month, I probably still would pay. <laughs> but I love Twitter. And somebody put on Twitter, I'm the kind of employee that will encourage everybody else to f- say fuck this job and leave. Which was so hilarious because when I went to the thread, there were people like, I'm the employee that will try and stage a coup and get everybody unionized. And that's the type of employees that I like because you understand that at the end of the day, big businesses don't give a fuck about you. It don't matter how many pizza days. It doesn't matter how many self-care Mondays. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how well your health care is. It doesn't matter if you got a designated parking spot. It doesn't matter the texts and the tweets and the birthday cupcakes that they send you. Them niggas don't care about you. And they never will because you are disposable at any given time. And they have to keep you that way because legally these corporations are only trying to protect themselves. And you're just a number, just a check in a box to do work, to push forth production so that these niggas can make money. That is literally all it is. And once you realize that and you pick up a couple skills in negotiation and you really learn the game, you can understand that you'll work for a corporation and you can understand that you are only going to be a number, but you can at least make that experience for as long as you work for that corporation, at least worth your wild at least for it to be a mutually beneficial relationship outside of just I do work and you pay me. Because I hate to say it and to break it down to you all, but where we are right now in the country, it is not a mutual beneficial relationship. The work that people are doing for 725 is not a mutual beneficial relationship because I am living under the poverty line if I am only making today's minimum wage because baby I want to let y'all know now that if you make $15 an hour you still will be scraping by and we are having arguments about that literally about paying people a livable wage and it's not even that livable where everybody is bullshitting like oh if we got to pay $15 an hour then corporations are going to let people go and then everything is going to be automized and everybody's going to have to work for tips and da 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 that's not how that works that's not how that works That's not how that works. And you all have been so conditioned to believe the whole pick yourself up and bootstrap mentality and work hard so you can make it to the top. It is a pyramid scheme, baby. They they always need more people at the bottom and they will never need more people at the top. All of y'all are not making it to the top. You could work your ass off at a company. You won't see the inside of them pearly whites. You will not get inside of that ivory tower. You will not be having lunch with the CEO. But that's the bullshit they feed you so that you work hard for the corporation so the corporation can make money. With this false narrative that if you work hard, you'll get somewhere within the corporation. Bullshit. 
And then they want to make you feel bad if when you realize your worth and you leave that bitch for another job. Because they that's, that's what they tell you. Another HR tip. That's what they tell you. Oh, you haven't stayed at a job longer than a year. It looks like you've done a lot of bouncing around. Statistically, do that shit. When you bounce around from job to job, you get better experience and you get better pay. We are not our parents that work at a job for 20, 30 years so then you can get a pension and then sit on your, sit on your ass. First off, it won't be no Social Security for us. And we barely got pensions and they are fucking tricking us off on our 401k. So if you feel like on your day to day, it's not working out for you, leave that bitch and go to another job and tell them all the experience that you had at the previous job and how you can do more and then ask for more money. Because that's the thing, honey, you will never make more money if you're not working a position that pays you more money. If your positions have always paid you $15 an hour, What makes you think that when you go to the next spot and they look at your old rate, they're going to pay you $25 an hour. You have to consistently be growing, consistently be learning, consistently be showing your worth so that one, you can get paid more. So when you get paid more, you can leave that bitch, go to another spot and be like, I am worth $25 an hour because I did X, Y, and Z. What y'all got? Do not believe that old school bullshit. Stay at a job for 20 years. Collect the pension. Da-da-da-da-da. No. Job hop. Job hop. No. Fuck all of that. Leave that bitch. If you are unfulfilled after a year, if you are unfulfilled and you haven't talked to your manager about receiving more responsibilities, you've not had a proper performance review about how you can grow how you can be better they're not taking a chance on you by giving you more challenging projects they're not teaching you shit so that you can grow in your industry they're not giving you accolades for the work that you're already doing leave leave that bitch because I'm telling you baby these corporations rinse and repeat You will die today. They will replace you tomorrow. So why would you give your last to that bitch? Why would you give your last to a job that will replace you if you drop dead today? I literally had an asthma attack at work, had to leave there, go to the hospital, and they wrote me up. Immoral. Immoral is what some of these companies are. So I'm letting you all know now, find you an HR friend. Or if you're currently working at a company, become friends with a bitch in HR because that is the person that will look out for you, will let you know what's up, guide you a little bit better until you yourself can learn the game and then figure out how to lead that bitch if they are disrespecting you, if they are not acknowledging the work that you are doing, if they're not trying to make you grow, if they're not at least letting you know how you can learn to be better, if a corporation at least is not giving you that with adequate pay. Leave that bitch and go somewhere else where you'll be respected. I'm not saying go inside the job tomorrow, show your ass and then walk out. You always leave a job when you got another job lined up. Unless you're about to go work for yourself or you're a trust fund baby that turned 25. So now your money hit. If if that's not your life, do not burn bridges going out of style. But what you do need to do and start hunkering yourself down and putting out your little feelers. You know, update your resume. 
clean up your cover letter, hit a couple folks on LinkedIn, see what's out there, go to a couple networking events, let people know you are looking for change, that you're trying to grow, go on a couple interviews, you know, take PTO here and there and do some very effective interviewing at new spots. Because when the time comes that you got a new job and you let them know that you can start within the next two weeks, you tell that old bitch that you leaving and they got two weeks to find your replacement. That's how you know that you the one. Because this is what you can also do, a little HR tip. If you are in the space of transitioning from one company to the next, if you get an offer letter for that new company with more pay, let your old bitch know, hey, I'm going to leave, bitch, unless you are able to match this and allow them to make the decision for you. You can, all, of course, you got to go in with your white voice, with your, you know, <laughs> you got a code switch, you know, taking it back to Miss Code Switch underscore on TikTok. You got a code switch. This is how you say it. This is how you say it. So I was given an amazing opportunity at this new corporation to be their director of learning. The position is 85,000 a year. And I think it's an amazing opportunity for me to learn more because for me, a personal goal that I have is that I would be able to one day lead a department in programs that will change the world. And I would really love to do it here, but it doesn't really seem as if right now you all have the setup and the leverage to really give me the learning that I am looking for. However, if we are able to discuss, I am willing to make some leadway in some in some interdepartmental changes here so that I can make a space not only for me to learn but for others to grow but for me to do that here's the offer letter this is the responsibilities this is the position and this is the pay are you all able to match that I would really like if you all could match this I would love to stay I really feel like the time that I have been here, I have really grown to appreciate every single person here on this team. I would really like to stay and see the corporation grow in amazing ways that it has not grown yet. But I too need growth. And I would love to stay if you all are able to help me reach the goals that I have, not only for myself, but for the corporation. What are you all able to do? And then let them motherfuckers figure it out. And let them motherfuckers figure it the fuck out. And if they can't match your money and they can't give you growth and they can't give you a new title, then bitch, you know who is going to give you growth and give you more money and a new title. And you say to them, oh, you all can't match. Okay, well, today is my two week notice. And here's my resignation letter. Let me know when we can schedule our exit interview. Thank you. And then you bounce. <laughs> these fucking corporations gonna learn they gonna learn they gonna learn fuck them be about your money and don't take no shit hello boys and girls and everyone in between welcome back to random realities and i am actually going to give you a super duper random reality also full disclosure i was maybe about 20 when I realized that this was a thing. So what I am going to talk to you all about are the different type of hymens that women have. And for those who may not necessarily know what a hymen is, it is essentially a piece of flesh 
that covers the vaginal opening. And I just always remember seeing photos in school of what a vaginal opening looks like. And in the back of my head, I always said to myself, mine don't look like that. (laughs) But then again, you're not really encouraged to ask questions or to be open or your parents really don't talk to you about sex education at an early age, or at least mine really didn't. It was kind of like, here's a book, read this. Let me know if you got any questions. It wasn't, I guess I'll just say that my experience wasn't as informative as I would have liked it to have been. So I ended up finding out and I fucking forgot how I found it out that there are different types of hymen. So of course you have the, what, people would consider a normal hymen and that's when the hymen is shaped like a half moon, which does allow menstrual blood to flow out of and not bar penetration. So just, you know, if you're thinking of an oval and just a little lining around the oval with a hole in the middle, that is considered a normal hymen. But There also are different type of hymen shapes, (laughs) apparently. I didn't know that. Um, I don't know if any of you all knew that, but guess what? We are now better for knowing this information. And another kind of hymen, and I'm hoping I'm saying all of this correctly, is an imperforated hymen, which is often diagnosed during your teen years. And it's essentially a condition where your hymen completely covers the entire vaginal opening. So when you start your period, blood starts to back up, which can cause abdominal masses, pain, back pain, and you have to get surgery where they create a slit in the hymen so that blood can flow and can go back to trying to live a normal life. (laughs) And then you have something considered a micro perforated hymen, which is where you have a thin membrane that almost covers the opening. You can have menstrual blood flow through, but the hole is so small that it's difficult to use tampons or to have sex. So that one definitely sounds way more so on the painful side. I'm definitely going to just put my vote in that the imperforated hymen is probably the most painful because yikes to not to be a girl and to have a imperforated hymen and then to have started your period and then you have stomach pains and back pains and you don't know what the fuck it is and no nobody else knows what the fuck it is it's like such a crazy thing to discover and probably such a painful experience to go through I'm in the business of talking about things more because if you talk about these things as if they're normal, then we can start to normalize them. And considering half of our population is woman, why the fuck wouldn't we talk about the shit that half of us go through, which are pussy issues? We're all just going to have a conversation about pussy issues. Men, I hope you all are learning something today. You'll be better for it, I promise you. But then the last kind of hymen that we have is a 
septate hymen, which is a hymen that has two small vaginal openings instead of just one. Um, and it basically is kind of like a thin membrane that just goes down the middle of the vaginal opening. So it kind of looks like a left tunnel and a right tunnel instead of just like one tunnel head on. For anyone who is a visual learner, this is me attempting to help you walk through what all of this looks like without actually having to Google it or ask someone in person, which you should never do. <laughs> so how would I have known that there were different type of hymens, you know, where guys are in locker rooms and all the dicks are out, you can see different sized dicks. Like women are not readily looking at hymens <laughs> on a normal basis for us to go like, hmm, all of those look different. But I am going to be the first to tell you all that different hymens exist. And maybe men were privy to this. Maybe you out there, men and women, who have taken virginities are like, hmm, these things look different. I don't know. Just throwing scenarios out there. But that is going to be your random reality for the week. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the tactless topic of the week. I'm going to attempt to keep this somewhat short. But we'll see. What's in my heart and on my soul once I get started? Topic that I want to discuss this week are them hoes that say that they don't get along with women, so they rather just only have male friends. Yeah, you bitches. I have ran into those women and always said to myself, like, why? Like, what about women don't you like or can't get along with? that you think men is the way to go in terms of friendship. And this is what I mean. I completely understand the societal dynamics of what is expected from a woman. And a lot of tomboys have just never essentially felt accepted into the mold of what a girl is supposed to be. Tomboys and those girls that kind of just felt you know, femininity worked for them, didn't find a lot of things in common or just didn't get along a lot. And a lot of tomboys have rathered like play with the guys or do like guy stuff and all of that. And I totally get it. And for that, that's not what I'm talking about because it's not essentially that that girl just gets along with guys. She just rather more non-domesticated, non-pink, non-frilly shit Whenever we do, and I hope we do, but we won't, decide as a society to stop placing gender onto things, it will open up boundaries and then it will remove barriers and people can do whatever the fuck they want to do without you all being in everybody's shit. Those tomboys, I feel for them. My sister was a tomboy. She fucking hated pantyhose and frilly shit and dresses and tights and rather like beat up boys and play the drums and play football and cuss and spit like she just never really wanted to do all that other shit I completely understand it completely understand it 
But it's not to say that she didn't have girls in her life that she didn't consider friends. And when I say that I am speaking to those hoes who say that they get along with men better than they get along with women, the ones that I'm really talking to are the ones that are holding on to some internal misogyny that your entire makeup is to please some ashy ass man that you will literally step on your sister's neck for the approval of some dick. I get if you rather play like Call of Duty listen to Yo Gotti and smoke weed with the guys. That's totally fine. But when you get there and they start talking about women in a way that is derogatory and puts them down, you join in because you are looking for a sense of approval from these men. And essentially they're hypothetical situations because niggas typically just want to have hypothetical conversations when they're around each other. So it's not like it's um, a bitch you know that you actually have a vendetta against. It's some hypothetical woman. You join in the conversation of talking down about women. As a woman, those type of hoes, y'all can go to hell. Y'all can go to hell. Because like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, come on, sis, what are you doing? Like, what time is it? Like, what if <laughs> you rather be a pick me, just say that so we can identify the women who we just need to put to the side and we can just keep it pushing. Like Harriet Tugman said, I would have been able to take more slaves if they just knew <laughs> they were slaves. Sometimes you can't save everybody, sis. Some of y'all are just beyond saving and we just I'm gonna be the first to tell it and I am women empowerment all day long but some of you bitches gotta go y'all holding us up and y'all are holding us back because y'all are not on y'all not on the same page y'all 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 back in the 1800s you you still acting like you property sis you still acting like you property okay Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't die, sis, for you to still be looking for a man to take care of you. <laughs> there are options, you know. You don't need to be a pick me. You don't need to be in your bonnet of salvation talking about what your husband will and won't do while he will do everything but, <laughs> sis. Come on now. Get your shit together. I literally had like four episodes talking about how amazing women are and you bitches come in giving us a handicap and I'm over y'all quite frankly I need y'all to really get off y'all high horse some of you some of you and I'm when I say you I am talking to women right now some of you all need to get off your high horse and get y'all asses into therapy because you have to be committed to your own healing. No one else is going to do it for you. No other man and how much money he has and everything that he gives you and where he puts you and what he buys you, that will not fix the hole in your soul that you rather feel with trips and bags 
and admiration on social media and attention from others. Some of y'all are so addicted to the fast life because if you slow down, your demons will start talking to you. And baby, a lot of y'all are not ready for that conversation. But the sooner you have it with yourself, the quicker your healing can start. I don't know. Spirit just told me to say that. I must be talking to someone out there. There must be some Instagram model who wants to give her life to Christ. I don't know. I don't know. But this is <laughs> this is where the conversation is going right now. I just want so much for women and we have been taking shit for so long and we have persevered because we dope like that but we also are going to need to take a moment to heal because that is a lot of trauma systemically that we have not given ourselves a moment to heal from so we are angry And we are dismissive and we fight each other and we can't communicate and we can't see eye to eye. And I'm not giving niggas passes, okay? Because that is one thing I will not do. But what I also can do is say that there is a sense of accountability that needs to be taken. And if you are committed to fixing your situation you have to be committed to the work and the work is going to be ugly it's going to be nasty it's going to be hard but baby you will be so much better for it on the other side I promise you all that extra shit you don't need it work on you say sorry to you first say sorry that I was a silly bitch from time to time and I take accountability for being a silly bitch but now I am going to change my situation so that I can better myself for where I want to go in the future. You don't have to sit in what's going on around you. You can get the fuck up and move, but it's hard. We get complacent. It's what we know. It's easy, but nothing good comes out of easy. I just want better for you bitches. I do. I do. Because the love you deserve is out there, but you got to want it for yourself first, sis. I'm just saying. You got to want it for you first because ain't nobody else going to give it to you. You have to manifest it for you first. Then you start to receive. But bitch, nobody else is dreaming your dreams. You got to dream them. Wake up, Sarah. It's time to get to work. work. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what you want to eat?